What's going on, my brothers and sisters around the world? It's your boy, Terrell Humphrey, and welcome to Failure is Knowledge. Here at Failure is Knowledge, we empower people to become the best version of yourself each and every day. And how we do that? We do that by leading by example. For episode number 31, we got a special guest. This, this, this guest might look like me because I came from her. You know what I'm saying? She birthed me. She birthed me and my two brothers, Betty Bet, Tashi Bet. How you doing, woman? I'm well. How are you? Oh, you so proper. Oh, thank you. Ooh, you so proper. <laughs> Boy, come on, don't be playing. <laughs> you, you know, that's what I do. You know, you know, how's your morning going so far, lady? It's good. How about yours? Uh, it's going pretty well. Don't don't be doing all the, the, the short. I'm up too nah, early. You need to hurry up. No, nah, don't, don't be acting shy now. Don't be acting shy now. Nothing shy, boy. Nothing shy. Come on, here. So who are you and what do you do and where are you from? I am Tasha Griffin. I'm the mother of Tony, Timothy, and Terrell Humphrey. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. I am the gimme of three grandboys and I do everything. I have mm -hmm. a little side hustle called That's What We Do. I cook, um, draw, you name it, I pretty much do it. I want to say my career goal because I got like so many of them. But that's what I do, uh, all around mama. Mm -hmm. uh, all around mama. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down, dear. Cause ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah but, camera freezing. Is it good now? Okay, you good, good now? Yes. Okay, okay. okay, so for today's topic, we're gonna talk about growth. How important is growth to you? Well, on a scale of one to 10, I would say growth will have to be a nine because we think we at a place where we need to be and we really not. It's like a cover up. It's like a lot of people cover up what they don't know and pretend they know it, if that makes sense. It does. Can, can you like break it down a little bit more? Don't, come on now. We having a regular conversation. Your it's phone happening. keep freezing. Your phone keep freezing like you got a cricket or something. You got AT&T. Fix your uh, internet. Is it working now? No, you just like this. Yeah, I'm Ooh. the wrong guest to be on your show. <laughs> well, for a while, I Is had a cover up. Huh? Is it working? Yes. Okay. I got it. Oh, for a while, I had a cover up about my life. Like, my life was just consistent. Uh, I'm sorry, not consistent, but insist of you and your brothers. Everything y'all had going on, that's what I focused on. I never focused on myself. Even though I went to school and got degrees, it wasn't for me. It was for the boys. Um, all my degrees was uh, related around what my kids' life was supposed to be or turn out to be. So I thought um, criminal justice didn't want the boys to become... Uh, victims to the system, school mm -hmm. teacher, didn't want them to be behind on any of the education they needed, um, counseling rehab, didn't want them to have the mental problems that a lot of kids faced that they wasn't able to talk to people about. So a lot of my background was related to my boys growing up to be who they are today. Mm. Are you are you proud of who we, who, who we became? You want to ask them live TV? 
<laughs> well, I must say y'all have impressed me a great deal. Not just one. All three have came out to be extremely well, well-rounded men. Like I must say, all three are married. Only Terrell doesn't have kids. Thank God. Them two together. Woo. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, he's not ready, and I have three grandboys, so my oldest son is the father of my two oldest grandsons, and when I say old man and grandson, handfuls, they handfuls. Um, the new addition is Timothy, so he probably killed me for saying it, but he's, he's, he's showing that he want to be that father figure. He wants to be there for his child, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of him everybody and what they're got what they have going on in their lives at this point mm-hmm. Ooh, okay okay oh okay i had to make sure it was live on all the places and stuff like that but um you got a lot of a lot of a lot of complications not even complications a lot of success because you said earlier you said you you, you was living for us and which yeah. is which is understandable when did you realize that you was living for us and not for tasha when the school called, I was a phone call away. When y'all called, I was a phone call away. It didn't matter if it was you, your friends, Timmy or Tony's friends. I've always been there for y'all. The circle y'all had, I was always there for each one of y'all. But I wasn't never there for me until y'all, um, not y'all, but until everybody left the house. That's when I had to look at Tasha. What do Tasha want to do? Tasha don't want to do everything somebody else want her to do. She wants to be happy, just content doing whatever I want to do. It doesn't matter what it is. If today mm-hmm. I want to get in the kitchen to cook meals after meals, I'm okay with that. Tomorrow, if I want to go work at two restaurants until somebody irks me, I'm okay with that. I don't need my degrees to define who I am anymore. Once upon a time, I thought I needed my degrees to say, this is the person that I am. That wasn't who I was. That was a cover up for everybody else to see what they wanted to see. Mm-hmm. It, what what in your eyes? What 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 is a cover up means? Well, I had to be a helper to everybody. I had to be a leader, a guide, a counselor, a teacher. Who I had so many hats that I just went along with what everybody expected out of me, and not what I expected out of me. Um. I was a youth pastor, you know, a youth director, I think it was. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that, but it was important for my kids to learn learn it, so I stepped up and did it. Um, I remember when y'all were smaller, um, I think Tony was like six and y'all, the twins were four. We did the um, Books of the Bible Challenge. Um, That Mm -hmm. was our summer camp, and we did the Books of the Bible and we had 15 young kids in the um, program at the time at Change Life Ministries. And I told each one of them, I'll give them $100 if they learn the books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, I gave $300 bills away because my kids were the only ones that we put forth the effort. I felt that if they failed, I was failing because I was the parent. I was the um, source of them learning the books of the Bible. So we came up with a little song and dance um for y'all to learn the books of the bible because everybody was into music uh mm-hmm. one wanted guitar one wanted the keyboard one wanted the mic one wanted to sing so we just put all of that into the skit to make 
the um, books of the Bible, uh, they were successful. So y'all started going to different churches to perform. We was dressed up in your little suits and y'all was mm-hmm. matching going. So I felt like, what, what is you doing? You okay? <laughs> we were spiffy. We were spiffy, oh. lady. <laughs> I felt like um, the way you dressed was the way you presented yourself as being who you wanted to be. And me putting y'all in suits at that age said, this is what my kids was going to turn out to be. Not the one sagging and walking around being disrespectful, but some well-mannered young men, which I did turn out to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so Pastor Anthony, he, he didn't want just three kids to receive the award. So he went and got um, savings bonds for the, the rest of the kids. And y'all started mm-hmm. helping the other kids learn the books of the Bible. And it showed me, hey, my kids show growth. They show leadership, which all three of y'all have your own concept of leadership in your own different ways, I say. Mm-hmm. And I was taking notes, but I realized I can't really write and listen. Write yeah. and listen. You, 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 <laughs> not the best. <laughs> well, I try. You, know. you, you, you do know you can come back to the conversation and then take your notes down. It'll help you then. You, not while we're right. talking. You're right. I, I had I had watched this video yesterday, and she was like that uh, dude named Grant Cardone. He was taking notes as they was talking. I'm like, All right, let me let me try that. I talked to Destiny. I was like, let me try that. No, I can't do it. <laughs> well, you can't even walk and chew gum, so it's okay. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. And and when we was young, we really didn't understand what we was doing and why we was doing it that way. But you understood it. You understood it to a certain degree. What to a certain mean? degree, I understood it. What does that mean? Because I wanted y'all to have a life that I didn't have. So it was important for me to focus on what I didn't have to install in y'all. Because mm. no one set me down and say, oh, do, do this. This is how you uh, manage your money. This is how you keep your credit score. This is how you treat people. Well, Grandma Pearl and Auntie them put forth the effort to instill my mannerism. But me being uh, a hellion? Yeah, the mannerism, it was just around if I knew I was going to get a whooping. But I instilled mm-hmm. in you all, not just because you knew y'all was going to get in trouble, because that's what's the right thing to do as African-American men. I live mm-hmm. by the statistics grow, uh, with you all um, raising the black men in a single household. They say that one out of three would end up in the penitentiary. One out of three would not get a high school diploma. One out of three would be dead by a certain time. So I went by every statistic that I learned to make sure that one out of three was not my three. So I have three high school diplomas, three Mm -hmm. success, Mm -hmm. three that's not in prison or a background, three that's doing fairly well as African-American men. So pat myself on the back as well as y'all for accomplishing what y'all wanted to accomplish in life. What is, what is you doing? That's me patting you on your back. <laughs> what the? Oh, Lord, it's been the end so quick. <laughs> no. That's me patting you on your back, lady, because you deserve your flowers. And, you know, this is a virtual flower that I just gave you. I just pat you on your back. If we weren't on live, I'd give you one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, so 
me finding myself, I, I, I realized I started to do things that I really didn't pay attention to where, where it came from. You instilled that in us early on, and once we got older, at least for me speaking. Can you hear me? Is it jumping? It's it's okay now. Okay, okay. And when I, when I start to realize, because now I'm playing the piano, I'm I'm well, I'm learning how to play the piano again. I'm I'm finding my purpose, and I I, I watched this video with uh uh with my minister Makaya Simmons, and she was like, the topic was um anointed. You've been anointed, and what it means is that really to like make it simpler is that you've been picked to do something for your purpose okay. and when I, when I heard it I'm like hmm that's incredible that's incredible our, our purpose our reason for doing things is bigger than us and yes. you taught me that you taught me that when I came down there um what a month ago okay meaning meaning that you taught me that it, it's good to treat people the way you want to be treated I mean, granted, I was always I was always doing it, but you did it on a different level. When did you Explain. start doing that? Explain. What? Yeah, I'm sorry, cause nobody else was with you, and if I'm clueless, I know they clueless. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, so everything that you did, you didn't do it for yourself. You did it to make someone else feel good, so somebody else to actually be recognized, and that goes a long way. What What made you want to start doing it like that? It's a human being. I'm a human being and people are human beings. So you treat people without something in return. Don't always have your hand out because um, you never know what the smallest detail that you can help somebody is going to make their day. And if memory serves me correctly, you're talking about when we had to go to the laundromat or I, I'm not sure exactly what you was to talking about. To the laundromat to... To everything that we was doing, like when there was somebody that needed help, you was willing to help them. Oh well, like at the laundromat, since we was washing, I mean, you know, taking care of our stuff until my uh, washing machine got fixed, we seen this lady with a whole bunch of clothes, clothes and bags that she was trying to carry into the building. I just simply, we had already loaded up. That's correct, right? We had already loaded up, so I went inside to bring her a basket out so she wouldn't have to struggle getting um, her clothes and stuff in. And my son looked at me like, why do you do that? She needed help. She didn't ask for help, but she needed help. She could have got it herself, but me being me and thinking the way I think, it would have took me long, and I'm lazy, so let me help her just give her a look, uh, put forth the effort. And when I gave her the basket, she was, like, shocked, like, Whoa, is this for me? I said, yes, ma'am. We simply got in the car like there wasn't nothing to fixate on. So it's, it's how you want people to treat you. I know when I was going through my black hole, I had people come from everywhere to make sure I was straight. It didn't matter mm -hmm. if they was asking for something to eat or something to be drawn. Um, they was there. It was just I had so many people, so much support that everybody was always there and i never realized my family doesn't mean we're blood it means my outside family so it was more of a support team from the outside circle that i have as that i developed over the years and stuff like throughout my careers jobs or whatever it was mm -hmm. those people that believed in me more than i believed in myself not saying y'all didn't believe in me or uh, but i'm saying that my my circle, I tell people mm -hmm. my um circle is 
3.14 is the the dot that's my circle the dot never moves everything mm -hmm. comes towards you it's like a vanishing point that dot never moves you draw the line it comes to the dot i don't care what angle you drawing that line to that dot it never moves and that's me i never move everybody comes towards me so i'm mm -hmm. the vanishing point in my circle that was a good analogy Ooh, that's that, that's the that's the, the, the degrees talking. Ooh, no, that's common sense talking. <laughs> that's common sense. That's that was that was a good analogy. That was huh? a good analogy. I said that was a good analogy. But that's how I live my life. I don't go towards people. When I go towards people, I get hurt. When they come towards me, I have to say so. Who's going to be my circle and who's not going to be in my circle? How long did it take you to realize it? Mm, when I was about. 37. Hmm. How old are you now? None of your business. Oh, you still young. You still young. <laughs> if you ask Timothy, I'm 22. So mm -hmm. I ain't have kids. I don't have kids then. I'm 22. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm, I'm well up there in age. At age 37, what made you learn that? What made you actually want to open your eyes to something that you ain't never really paid attention to? my my relationship i kept going back to a person i shouldn't have been with like he wasn't abusive or anything like that he was just manipulative and a uh, very conceiving like he was a comedian he he showed me one side and then showed another side and i kept putting up with it until i just realized i'm so much better than somebody pretending to be there when they really wasn't because you know, a comedian changes shapes and colors, right? Mm -hmm. Well, changes colors. He was changing everything. Mm -hmm. And I was believing it because I wanted somebody to be around for you all or whatever. But it wasn't for you all. It was for me. And I accepted him just doing whatever he wanted to do until the crazy part about it, when it starts storming. He left the house when it was storming. And anybody know me knows I'm terrified of thunder and lightning. Ooh, what what is that? Is that virtual? <laughs> I'm finna get out the air. Nah, but, that's you. That's you tensing up. Oh, shut up! You don't tell my business. <laughs> um, so he left the house in the middle of the night, and I had to be there by myself during that storm. And that's when I realized I didn't need him. I kept mm. going back, but because I felt like he's gonna do better. But I realized I can't change anybody to be better for me. I have to change me to be better for myself. Mm. Mm. You talking from experience, lady. Oh, I put some seasoning. seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> that's you dropping the season. That's you dropping them gems, lady. Oh, is that smack your mama season? Sure. Yeah, you don't know the season. <laughs> I do. I do. Ain't it the the uh the green one? Don't don't rack your brain. It's like you taking notes and talking. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> so how how was it being a, a single mom? People would say it was pretty easy. I made it look easy, but they don't know what I went through to be who I was. On the outside. I made it look like a cakewalk on the inside. Woo! Boy, it was like, continue to do what you got to do. They they will appreciate it. 
I never showed weakness. I never showed anybody I needed them. I always showed I needed myself. So mm-hmm. if it was me going to school, y'all went with me. I didn't care until I started taking my classes online. Y'all went with me. Um, it was a time when we were standing MacArthur. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly how old y'all were, but Tony watched um, Math, uh, what is it, Romeo and Juliet for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. watch the movie for my class, and my oldest son got his blanket, got him some popcorn, and watched the entire Romeo and Juliet for me. And so when I was cooking the morning breakfast before class, I was like, well, shit, I'm finna fail this test because I don't know nothing about no Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person, if you're talking to me, I can remember what you're talking about as long as I'm doing something. I don't have to take notes. I don't have to write anything down. If you're talking about it and it catch my attention, I can tell you word from word what we talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, so TJ just started, Mama, did you know such and such? So, yes, son, I'm cooking pancakes. He said, <laughs> Mama, uh... Juliet was in love with, oh, for real, Horatio. I'm like, wow. And it stuck with me because I was like, I ain't seen them. I guess this is what happened. And so Mm -hmm. when we got ready to take the test, I passed the test with a 98 from what my child told me two hours before we went to take the test. And Mm -hmm. the professor was like, oh, you scored the highest on the test. I said, no, I didn't. My child did, and y'all was sitting in the back. <laughs> y'all was sitting in the back on the floor playing with your little tablets and stuff. And the professor's like, they gonna be something when they get older. And from then on, it didn't matter if y'all knew how to do calculus. I was mm-hmm. gonna go to school to get it. <laughs> if y'all knew, didn't know how to do uh, geometry, if I didn't know how to do it, you can believe I was enrolling in one of them classes, even if I had already taken it at school to make sure y'all pass. I don't know if you remember this, all the way up until the 12th grade probably, I was mm-hmm. signing off on each one of y'all questions or homework. Y'all had two chances to get a perfect score on your homework. Mm-hmm. And I would put my initials by each problem to say, hey, we went through it, we checked it. I wouldn't give you the answer. I will show you how to do it. But all the way up until y'all gave me my high school diplomas, I made sure I checked every piece of your homework or every every item. It, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. If the school called, I was there. It didn't matter what job it was. <laughs> I was coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, they, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, they knew. At first, they was like, oh, she mean. Da, 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 da. I didn't care about how they felt about me. I needed three high school diplomas and nobody, no teacher, no principal, no counselor was going to stop that. Mm-hmm. If they said the uh, Humphrey did something, you can guarantee the Humphrey going to be able to say, hey, mama, this is what I did. She ain't telling the truth. I'm either listen or I'm going to act silly. The part that mine was, I listened to y'all. If a teacher mm-hmm. was biased against y'all, it didn't work because I knew the policy. I knew the procedures. I knew what that handbook meant. It didn't matter if it said that you got a, a behavior document and you're going to get suspended two weeks after the behavior document. Wrong. <laughs> Not mine. So it was me paying attention and knowing that I needed 
you all to be who y'all are today. Mm-hmm. And and you you checked them off. You stopped checking in uh, middle school and went to high school because high school you didn't even look at the at the homework. You, we didn't we didn't bring the homework to you. At least I didn't. Well, you got other brothers. <laughs> you know that, right? It's many times me and you sit at the. He don't want y'all to know he was slow. Y'all, he, he just showed. I was. <laughs> he just showed y'all he can't talk and write at the same time. So I you know me. I was helping him. <laughs> I so can't. I'm trying to listen and write and write in. Nah, I can't do that. I I I just come back and be watching again, like you said. But I forgot to shout out uh Pastor D Robinson for giving giving you the opportunity, giving you that opportunity. He kind of forced me. He didn't give me the <laughs> opportunity. He said you're gonna be the youth director, and I said no, I don't like kids. He said no, you're gonna be the youth director, and that that's what it happened. We 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 turned out. To do some great things without you. How did you? How did you and Apostle meet? I don't know. That was like some years ago, more than a decade. Like two. It was some decades ago. So that's telling our time and age group. So I, I really I can't remember how we met. Um, but it's been a bond ever since. It's been a tight bond. We can talk six or seven months. Or we can talk mm -hmm. every day, which we don't mm -hmm. do that. But <laughs> when we do talk, we everything is just like we never left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When did you know you had a bond with him? Like, was it the first time you met or was it like after multiple meetups? Well, anybody know me? I don't just develop. Well, how can I say it? I'm a, I'm a people person, so you're going to either... Get on my nerves, or you're just gonna be who you are. And he was original from the day one. Like he down to earth. Just just because y'all call him apostle, I have never called him his grade. And that's just me. That's just me. I I have respect for that man to the utmost. But mm -hmm. he has always been my pastor. So mm -hmm. even when he was coming from nothing, we was the first members of his church. Like mm -hmm. it was ten of us faithfully coming to the church, a little small church or whatever. We'll get on the van and act like we was a big family. Everybody was a family. The Robinsons and the Humphreys, it was quite quite a bit of us. JDM, everybody was like, hey, this is what we are. We finna do it. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it didn't say off the back that, I, I don't know. It, it was like he didn't give me no bad vibes or anything. A lot of people can give you bad vibes. Pastor didn't. He, he, he gave me, hey, we swing, you swing, and mm -hmm. I'm a swinger. So everybody, <laughs> everybody was swinging for for his ministry. We believed in what he was saying, his teaching. He never uh, acted like he was so high and mighty about who he was and where he mm -hmm. came from. He mm -hmm. told his story. He told his life. He let you in. If he trusted you, you was in his circle, which mm -hmm. goes back to that uh, vanishing point. People come to that vanishing point for a reason. You are in control of your vanishing point. No one else. And it's hard to realize that. It is. What What's the biggest thing Apostle had taught you? I'm sorry? What's the biggest thing that Apostle taught you? Um, Not taught me, but pushed me further. Like, um, ooh. I, I learned a lot of lessons from him. Um, I would say... Uh, the leadership role, 
how mm. how to take my leadership role and have grace and mercy with it. Mm -hmm. I used to just think, oh, it just naturally comes to me. No, that leadership role is the most important thing a person can do because not just one person is watching you. So many people is watching you and everybody around you. So mm -hmm. the leadership role is what I really would say he put an impact on me on, hit the leadership role. That's incredible. <laughs> I think your part smell good. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> fresh, minty fresh, lady. <laughs> I guess. What what yours smell like? Yesterday. Your mama, cheese and cookies. That's what it smelled like. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on here. I got things to do. Like go get my hair done. <laughs> I'm glad I'm important, then, lady. So, and, and you said something about leadership that's very important. Uh-huh. Sorry. We, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing, lady. I, I learned that just because I'm, I have this platform, I'm doing everything I'm doing, doesn't mean I'm better than someone. Doesn't mean I'm better than anybody because we're all the same. I'm just I'm just a little bit more educated. Doesn't mean just because I'm educated. Hold on now. Hold on now. You, you, you see that? Hold on. Where it go? Boy, I was in that class, too. <laughs> it, it might not be eight, but it's show one. <laughs> Don't be hating. Don't be hating, woman. But like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is, is getting educated to where you find what you want to do. And then when you find what you want to do, that doesn't mean that you're holier than thou. What I had to realize is that, well, well really, I'm not really holier than thou because I always treat people with respect. I always treat people with the utmost respect. I had wrote, I had wrote down some goals when I started this journey, lady. Read them to you and let me know what you think. Uh, you ready? I'm on TV, yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first one is stay in shape, bring value to people. I think I wrote this like in August of 2020 when I started the journey. Uh, bring value to people, accumulate more deals, grow with the team, acquire multiple apartment complexes, spread the knowledge, self-development, improve public speaking, improve wardrobe, continue to, ed to get educated, uh, be affirmative, Stay focused, make twice your income each year, teach destiny what, what I know, and create a team and treat everybody with the up, utmost respect. You know, I'm still biting by this without me even don't knowing it. It's your training. I, I'm about to say. <laughs> Look, I'm giving you a prep of uh, some spice. Give me some seasoning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so corny, dude. <laughs> that's so don't be corny. Hating. Don't be hating. Shoot. Wait, so that, that's why when I had broken goals down, subconsciously I'm doing it without even knowing it. We learn from everybody that we come encounter with, no matter the age, no matter what they look like, no matter whatever. And for, for you to still be learning at the at the young age that you're at, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That is what what is your most proudest proudest accomplishment? <laughs> I used to say it was my boys. It's not my boys anymore. Mm. And I just helped my nail tech get his citizenship. And when I tell you that that was the most prideful moment that I experienced, it was like a joy just to see him say, "I passed, Tasha." 
and he couldn't say my name when he first started doing my um, feet. He would mm -hmm. uh, pronounce my name wrong, but he used to mm -hmm. always eat tacos. So I had to get him to understand top, the top. So I told him, it's okay if you call me taco. And he's like, okay, taco. I said, don't call me that. <laughs> and um, he got his citizenship and that was the most whew, humblest time in my entire career. It, and it was out, uh, no, no, nothing was promised. If I helped him, um, it was just something I wanted to do for me. It wasn't mm. something I had to do. It was something mm. I wanted to do. So for almost three months, I went up to the nail shop every week. Not saying I got my feet done every week. I just sit in the water just so I can go over the, the information so he can retain mm -hmm. the information so he can get the concept of this is what the United States stands for. And there's mm -hmm. seven questions on there concerning slavery, Martin Luther mm -hmm. King, and Abraham Lincoln. You know, anything doing with slavery, he didn't understand it because their culture is not familiar with what we went through as African Americans mm -hmm. to get to where we are. And um, he, he was very happy. And when they went to Memphis to take the test, they got on the highway at four o'clock. That mm -hmm. whole night, I couldn't sleep. I was so anxious, like it was me taking the test because he was so nervous that he wasn't going to pass the test. I said, oh, no, you're going to pass this test because <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of coming up here. You're going to pass. But that's how me and him uh, interacted with each other. And I sent him a text message to congratulate him on the mm -hmm. success. I spoken into the assistant, hey, you're going to pass this. We're going to get it. We're going to be some U.S. citizens. We're going to party like a rock star. And she called me at 7 o'clock and said he passed. Her, um, Natalie, his wife, mm -hmm. and said, Tasha, we passed. We passed. I was like, thank you. Thank and it just uh, overwhelming joy just came over me. And before he had passed, I had drew um, a Vietnamese, uh, what is it, Vietnam? Yeah, Vietnam. You know how mm -hmm. they ride around on the boats, the bikes? And carrying the baskets and stuff, I had drew mm -hmm. one of the um, characters in the water on the boat, and I drew the American flag around it and put his birthday, his original birthday, and when he passed the citizenship. Mm -hmm. So when I gave it to him, he was like, "How you know I was gonna pass?" I said, "I know, <laughs> I know." <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I handed him some flowers with the drawing that I did for him, and. Um, the drawing was wrapped up and they don't accept anything. Their culture is they don't accept anything. I guess it's a prideful thing or whatever they earn mm -hmm. and work for it. Mm -hmm. And it, it showed me a lot of us as who we are today, we are we have so much pride that we don't know how to accept or take what someone has given to us and say, thank you. And me, myself, I had pride. I would mm -hmm. just take a handout or whatever. I will go out and struggle if it, it, it wasn't really a struggle because cooking drawing whatever came with ease for me the mm -hmm. artwork the drawing i mean i'm sorry the cooking any talent i had it so mm -hmm. even if it was playing dominoes i hustled did domino things spades i did this <laughs> in that man i was going to get it so i would mm -hmm. say so nobody had the opportunity to say oh you owe me this or I did this for you, so now you got to do this for me. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you said earlier, you said I didn't have to do it, but I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, goodness. <laughs> when you saying that, you saying that one particular line and everything that you just explained, it shows you that your mindset has shifted. Because mm-hmm. when we go to work, man, I got I have to, I, man, I, what, what is it? I had to go to work. Man, I have to go to work or or I get to go to work. I have a chance to go to work. I have the chance to do this. I have a chance to do that. And there's just a, a big mind changer that, that you experience even in, in today's age. That, that's why the, the topic today, growth is very important. Why do you think people stop growing? Or why do you think people don't want to grow no more? Because they, I can't speak about people. With me, I was in a comfort zone. I thought I knew everything, even in relationships, even with raising y'all. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew everything. So until I stopped and looked at me, I realized I had a lot of growth that I needed to establish before I could tell anybody something. Mm. So I don't know why other people do it because I'm not other people. Um, I'm Tasha. So Tasha knew either she's going to be miserable for the rest of her life or she's going to grow up. So I had to grow up. Mm, and you said something about, about pride and having ego, having a lot of ego. Yes. That's what that's what we have. And what I came to realize is that we have that just because that's what we know. That's what we learned. That's what we grew up on. And when it, when it, in all actuality, we have that because that's what's being instilled in us. Like, when somebody give you a handout, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want it. No, nah, nah. when somebody actually want to help you, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want it. But you're actually putting yourself in a, in a harder situation when people want to help. And it takes a lot to realize that. I'm proud of you, lady. I'm proud of you, lady. The woman you are today is not the woman that you were 20 last year. I'm the soldier age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I almost told you age, Gary. But he, he, even though it, there's a age difference between us, that growing never ends, no matter what. Growing never stops because it's all about what you want and what you want for yourself. So, what do you want for yourself what besides the handout book that you just read to us? What What do you want for yourself as Terrell Humphrey? What I want for myself is to educate the masses that there is multiple opportunities out here. Just because the life that we're living or we're content with the life that we're living doesn't mean that 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 this is the this is everything that life has to offer. Life has more to offer. We just have to get educated, get in the right rooms and, and be and have the right conversations to where our mindset is changing and we're constantly growing. So I want to be the example for my for my community, not just my community. Everybody that's willing to watch me and to show them that you can do what I'm doing. You can do whatever you want to do. You just have to put forth the effort. It, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. It's gonna be hard. And it's gonna it's gonna actually put you in a mindset to where you can't do it no more. So I want to be that example and be like, you can do it. You just gotta keep going. Get around the right people. When you get stuck, have somebody that you reach out to because if you can't reach out to everything that you that you think you know how to do, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not, it's not gonna solve the problem. Because you're gonna be so so content with your current situation, you're not gonna go and search for help. You're not gonna go and ask for help. I had watched this video yesterday. He was saying that he was like, "Man, why why is it that we hate on on us so much, the black community? Why do we hate on, on each other so much?" And 
and he was like, that, that's, that's crazy because other races is supporting each other. They're, they're supporting each other. They're educating each other. And I came to realize is that that's what we know. You can't get mad at this if we if that's what the only thing we've been knowing this whole time. Be be prideful. Be have ego. Don't go ask for help because if you go ask for help, then you're looking like a a, a handout. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So that's what I, that's what I want to do. I just want to be the example for our community to show you you can do anything that you want to do. So are you doing it? How, how do you how do you make one person? How do you make a difference in one person's life? Being true to myself. Being true to myself. I I can't I can't I cannot be nobody else. Because when I started this journey back in twenty twenty, lady. Ooh, I was trying to, I was trying to create a persona to where I wanted the internet to accept me for. I know you, you called a lot to learn how to cook. Ooh. And Ooh. I didn't like it, <laughs> but I so, knew who to call. So it was a trial and error for you to do the kitchen, do what. Mm -hmm. So now, have you found your mark in life? What you want? Yes, ma'am. I have. Yes, ma'am. I have. When I did it, when I was when I started the YouTube stuff, I seen the opportunity for YouTube. Okay, cool. I'm gonna start cooking. Then I realized I don't like cooking. He wasn't cooking. I was doing all the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cooking, but the simple fact that I tried it, I know I don't like it. So I I I I, I have found my purpose. Answer your your question. I have found my purpose, and I've been anointed. To, to ask for buying value. You like that, don't you? Oh, come oh. on. Come on now. <laughs> Season. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> we'll grow up. <laughs> I, I've actually found my purpose because when somebody come in, it, when somebody come in and tell me like, swear what you doing, man, it's really inspiring. Like, I can, I can see myself doing it, but I don't know how to do it. But what you're doing, you're doing, you're doing it right. And then just just when people be like, I'm not doing it for like validation or anything like that. I'm doing it to bring awareness and to bring value. But when people tell me that, it's like a a great feeling to know I'm on the right path. Okay, I will. Well, when you was playing football, mm -hmm. what what do you remember when you played football? And I'm not the interviewer, so I do apologize. But what no do, I need you to learn to interact more with your guests. Mm -hmm. So when you played football, what what memory stood out to you more than anything? Chemistry, family, family. We, learning how to learning how to embrace the suck with your teammates, and then them teammates turn into family, and then the family turn into lifelong friends. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we played the games, we put we practice a lot, we watch film a lot, but there's more to a team. There's more to life just because. It, it, without these 11 people that's on the team, we can't win the game. And with the right chemistry, right, right family, the right interaction, that, 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 that bond is created to where we actually can do more than what we think. So, so you pretty much had support all the way around. Yeah, Mel. <laughs> yeah, Mel. <laughs> yes, Mel. From, from you, from you, from the team, to see everybody like misery, misery during the summer. Oh, it was hot. It was Horrible. hot. My goodness. But I wasn't dealing with it by myself. I was with mm -hmm. about 100 people, you know. And, and, and that's, 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 if we had that same concept, 
for, for sports, for anything we're doing for life, then we'll be better off. Just uh-huh. because we don't have to figure out everything. I can't play quarterback because I play linebacker. I can't play wide receiver because I ain't that fast, but I can play linebacker. And it's it's just understanding what your what is your role, what what are you good at, and how can you get your team accomplish the goal. You know what? I have to agree with you. Because, wait, did you steal my water? You ain't got no more water, huh? <laughs> you drunk it too fast. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you probably took some home with you. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you drunk it too fast. Look, I got two. I don't need but one. Mm-mm. But um, what was our? I was. You said something. You said oh, you have to agree with me. Because like I watch you grow on the football field. Like nobody can understand why I was always the first one at the the game. It was mm-hmm. two reasons really. I gave one just so I can be humorous or whatever. But um, it was I wasn't paying to get in. <laughs> I was smuggling snacks in for the kids, mm-hmm. Gatorade, pickles, whatever they needed to perform on that field. But mostly it was to uh, show dedication for my mom because when she passed, she passed at the age of 50. So I always sat on the 50-yard line, the third row, every game. Three sons, number 50. That's what my goal was. Three sons, number 50. It wasn't because... That's where I wanted to sit because a lot of times the sun was hot as you know what, but <laughs> it was important for me to be on the 50 yard line on the third row every mm. game. It wasn't because of you. You said mm. you heard me. It wasn't because of you. I had my own uh, motors. Mm. I see you dressed like me too. No, you trying to be like me. No. Why? <laughs> <laughs> You trying to be like me? You you kind of look like me. You know that. I'm glad I'm cute and you okay. <laughs> <laughs> you running out of questions. I'm not. I'm not. When you when you when you watch us play football or do sports, what was your most proudest accomplishment seeing us play? When when y'all hit somebody, <laughs> made a shot. Uh, Jumped off the diving board, whatever it was. Uh, the spin ball with Tony on the ball. Curveball. Yeah. Curve I said spin ball. That was Timothy baseball, right? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Too many kids, too many sports. Whenever y'all did anything good, like, that, that made me feel good because y'all wasn't doing what everybody else kids was doing. Because during that time, I was the uh, counselor. I was a counselor for uh, kids that wasn't able to have people to talk for them or advocate for them. So I worked for DCFS and, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it made me appreciate y'all even more than just being y'all mom because I've seen so many different situations where these kids didn't have a choice to be put in the situation they was in. Their parents was being selfish and mm-hmm. didn't take what they had as within their kids for love and joy. They took it for granted. Either the kids was for money or either the kids were about um, materialist. It it was never focused about the kids. And I remember talking to a lot of the parents, not a lot of them, but mm-hmm. most of them, 
Hey, when the last time you went to see your kid play in a football game or baseball, you know, oh, I got to work, I got to work, I got to do this. And in the back of my head, I should have said this to them. I said, you know, I got three kids and I can count on one hand how many times I don't miss any of their events. Mm-hmm. But that was because I was determined to show y'all I had y'all back. I bet y'all, I know y'all was like, oh, my mom is hard or rough or, um, you know, whatever. But it was, I wasn't hard. It was that I loved y'all more than I love myself. So I was mm-hmm. guaranteed to show y'all, hey, if you love me the way y'all say y'all love me every morning, I'm going to show you I love you by showing up or by cooking a meal or whatever it was. I showed y'all in my own way that I loved y'all. Of course, I didn't do the hugs and stuff because y'all played too much. Ugh. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but I, I showed more support than you can possibly ever imagine me showing in my own way. I know y'all didn't understand why we had to um, cater cater your teachers at school. Mm-hmm. It was because they taught y'all the whole year round. One day, y'all was going to show y'all appreciate them teachers no matter what. And it kept them from calling me about, oh, Terrell did this, because they, or Timothy did this, or Tony did that. Mm-hmm. Me showing them that we put forth the effort for all four of us to receive <coughs> Fletcher. All thank four you, of us you. to receive our high school diplomas. When I say our, I'm talking about the three that I received. They high school diploma was my high school diploma success. So, mm. you, you got your napkin beside you. My who? Your napkin. Why? Because you know you about to cry, Gary. Come on, Gary. About them tears. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see what come down after four? <laughs> and it is it's, it's amazing to see the growth that you know that you done experienced and went through because your mindset your mindset has changed the way you think your way the way you view things and change the way you interact with us and change the, inter- the way you interact with everybody has changed and it's just constantly learning more about yourself what's the biggest thing that you know about yourself within the last let's say 48 months so last how many years. months that I'm not a quitter. When I wanted to quit, I couldn't even quit right. I didn't even know how to quit right. I I always came out swinging harder than anything. I'm not a quitter by far. Like, if my back against a wall, you might as well give me a baseball and a glove or a hat, whatever it is, I'm swinging. Mm -hmm. I I won't stop swinging no matter what it is, no matter if I want to give up. If this part of my mind saying, Okay, we can't do it. We're gonna give up the hell with everything. This part's like you see it's this much. <laughs> Girl, what the hell are you doing? Come on, man. You can't. And so it's me saying, talking to me, not everybody else in my ear. Me talking to Tasha. Tasha knows what Tasha is about. Tasha knows mm-hmm. her work. Tasha knows her expectations. Tasha knows what she's gonna be in life. Nobody else is about Tasha but Tasha. So not Tony, not Timothy, not Terrell, because y'all have to know what y'all want for y'all selves. I know mm-hmm. what I want for myself, and stopping and giving up is not me. And what what do you want for yourself? To be me. Mm. And being me makes me happy. <laughs> I don't have to, <laughs> if I don't like something, I don't accept it. 
mm-hmm. don't care. I used to run from things um, if I if, if if it became overwhelming or frustrating jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would literally leave a job because I had degrees. Nothing stopped me from getting a decent job because I had my degrees. Until I went into that black hole, my degrees didn't matter no more. It was mm-hmm. about me. It was about what I wanted. For 23 years, I've been helping everybody else's kids and not helping me. I don't mm-hmm. want to help nobody else's kids. I, I'm glad my kids have succeeded and achieved and conquered life. But now it's time for me to focus on me. Mm-hmm. As long as I've been a mom, that's all I focus on was my kids, they friends, they surroundings or whatever. Now that I'm a mm-hmm. gimme, I'm not finna focus just on my grandsons. Yes, I love my grandsons, but I would not be one of them grandparents to raise them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a support system. I am that. I love I love them to death. But me raising them, I think y'all are more than able and and capable of raising your kids to be what y'all want them to become. Y'all want mm-hmm. to be success. Y'all gonna put forth the effort just as much as I did to make them successful. If you want them to be slackers, cause we have no girls in the family but myself and y'all wives, mm-hmm. but they came in the family. The mm-hmm. the legacy is that blood flow. So if y'all don't want that blood flow to be greatness, it's up to y'all. I, I done did my job. I started my uh, blood flow right. Y'all turned out to be mm-hmm. hell of a guys. Now it's up to y'all to continue what y'all need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and Gary, he go this season. Uh-uh. <laughs> Please don't start doing that. <laughs> There's me giving your flowers because you love to cook, so you love seasoning. So, you know, I got to, you know, put some razzle-dazzle on it. Razzle-dazzle is artwork, you crazy. Is it? No. It can, it can be razzle-dazzle. <laughs> you're dazzling the razzle is on the food. Razzle-dazzle. Oh. Thank, you. Thank you. It's a garnishment. Good job. Garnishment. Good job, bro. <laughs> so for somebody that's... that's, that's don't know how to find themselves or even how to start. What advice would you give on that aspect? I would say find who you are. Finding who you are says a great deal about yourself because a lot of people have a cover up about what they're about. We -hmm. can go out this house looking great and all made up and just whatever, but it's like we're cropping out everything that's not about us in the picture. When we come home, what stop cropping out what your, your life is really about. If someone doesn't know you struggling or you got a pretend life, they don't always think you are this type of person when you really are not that person. You don't have to be higher than anything to be a great person. You can have nothing and be an amazing person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just who you are. The you can't buy your friends because they, they are using you. Um, my ex-husband, he made a comment. He said, are you in a relationship yet? I said, no. Why? He said, oh, it's shocking because you usually can find a man for the money. And a light bulb came on like, 
whoa, I ain't asked no man for no money. Wait, mm -hmm. everybody I pretty much dated needed the help that I needed. Wait, this nigga done put it, I'm sorry. <laughs> he done put it out there to the fullest that majority of the guys that I helped was because of what I can do for them, not what they brought to the table for me. Mm -hmm. And when he said it, his situation, he needs me. So you know what I did? I said, hey, you know what? I can't accept no more calls because it's pointless for us to have this conversation because I'm not the same person that wants to be in your presence. Mm -hmm. I'm okay being in my presence. I'm okay when I come to the house and there's no one here. Listen, nothing, no sound, no nothing. <laughs> quietness if i don't want to do nothing it's okay if i want to come home and go to my room and not interact it's okay i'm not depressed i'm not i'm very happy mm -hmm. i'm so happy with myself that i'm not pretending to be happy do you understand what that means mm -hmm. i'm happy mm -hmm. with myself i no longer have to pretend to be happy because you before I would go to the room and be so miserable. I would turn all the lights out, nothing, whatever, and cry myself to sleep or sit and have my mind wondering about different things or whatever that took place that day. Mm -hmm. but now I'm so happy with joy and gratitude that it's overwhelming. You can't stop me from being happy because I don't care what you got going on. If it's mm -hmm. negative, I sit there for a certain amount of time and do this. You know what? You're right. It has nothing to do with Tasha. But before <laughs> it, I put myself in that situation where I made it something to do with Tasha. That was drowning, draining. I'm sorry. Draining. It was so draining. Mm -hmm. Now when it's just Tasha I'm focusing on, man, believe me, it's amazing because I don't stress about nothing that I can't change. And the only person I can change is Tasha. Mm -hmm. So I don't get worked up. I have less headaches, less stress. I Nothing is affecting Tasha but Tasha. Mm -hmm. So I've learned Tasha is the key factor to a lot of things. It goes back to that vanishing point. Mm -hmm. When I allow things to enter into that, to connect with that vanishing point, I'm affecting Tasha. I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. My vanishing point not going to move. Mm -hmm. But them lines can move. They can come detached or whatever. A lot of people say, why you don't call me? Do you call me? My phone number has never changed. As long as I've been a mom, my phone number has been the exact same. <laughs> you call when you want me to cook you some. You call when you want me to take schoolwork for you. You call when you want me to do things for you but do you call and say hey what are you doing i don't need mm -hmm. you to say let's go out to eat because anything we go out to eat i can cook mm -hmm. but i'm not going to call you because you thinking you're you're my bun and not so over these past three years i think i lost a lot of so-called associates they wasn't my friends they was associates the ones that were my friend, they know that's family. Mm -hmm. um, the crazy part about it, uh, second grade, second grade, 
mm-hmm. from the set from second grade, we had a, a friend from y'all school, from the childhood friend, mm-hmm. that every time y'all did something, he was there. Every time something went on, he was there. If his mama mm-hmm. needed help, I helped. And when I needed help, the two that I thought was my friends and family was not there. So it made me realize all this time he wasn't a factor. I made him a factor. Even though he got in trouble so much at school, I ran to his school beating his mama to the school to make sure he didn't get in trouble or suspended or was treated wrong. He even knew the passcode to get me to the school to make sure nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. But when I needed them, and I don't say I need too many people. They wasn't there. So it was like, my door is open. Now it's like, it don't open unless I want it to open. And it's very not open. Huh? I said very selective. Not even that no more. I should have been selective. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that was in my circle shouldn't have even had the opportunity to be there. But that's the growth that I had to learn. I had always been the support system in the circle. Now I got to support myself. And mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. I, I see don't care the, if I got, huh? I see the happiness. Yeah, I don't care if I got $5 in the bank. It's more than what I had. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And... and, and <laughs> This amazing lady. This amazing because everything that you talked about falls around your vision point. I mean, yeah, some people that came out your life came and left out your life that was only there for a season. Cool. Now it's not just people, it's your habits, it's the way you was thinking, it's your mindset, it's this and that, this and that. So all these vanishing, not the vanishing, with all these things that's vanishing, you're just constantly growing. Oh my goodness. This been this been epic. This been epic, Tasha. <laughs> It has been epic. You feel me? Thank you, Mr. Humphrey. Before we close out, before we close out, do you have any more closing remarks? I mean, to anybody that's watching it or whatever, if you believe in yourself, people, other people will believe in you because self is the key concept of everything around you. If you showing yourself that you're a pretend person, that's the type of people that's going to come in your life are pretend people. But if you're showing real, authentic, just amazing concept about yourself, you will find so many people in your circle that are there for you. Mm-hmm. Not for what you can do for them, but for you generally to be who you are and support you no matter what. Mm. Mm. So... Mm. Just find yourself. I mean, I can't give nobody advice on anything but what I have experienced over my life. If mm-hmm. that was the case, we'd be on here all day. <laughs> Nothing I'd have done was easy. It was always a trial and tribulation. But I think I played more of a part of making it harder than I made it easy. Mm-hmm. So now I can make it easy and accept it. Mm-hmm. I love it, lady. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, for everybody that's tuning in, I really appreciate y'all for your time. Thank you for tapping in with us. Listen, like 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 Betty, like my mama said, listen, start with yourself. If you don't believe you can do it, you would never be able to do it. 
So listen, I, I thank y'all. I love y'all. Make sure y'all never stop striving for greatness because the day you do is the day you gave up on yourself. I thank y'all and I love y'all. Have a good day. Bye.